What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yes, sir. He's been broken. Yes, sir. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? And do that. Yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, the most favorite ginger of all, Zach Scott. Generally speaking, I'm not that broke. This is a baby. 
G, how did you like this card in that show? Um, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, there were some good moments, but there were also a lot of moments that made me very angry. Very, very, very angry. Just like the it's like the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. All right. Well, let's let, let's kick off with a massive abortion here. We got uh Zoe Stark. Uh makes her way to the ring to start the show. Stark says it feels so good to be back in the ring. She says that she tore her ACL straight off the bone at Halloween Havoc. She was told she'd be out for a year. Stark said deep down she knew she could beat that timetable. Stark says she got to work straight away. Stark wondered if the fans would remember her. I'm surprised they do. She says she lived in the trainer's room and she got back four months ahead of schedule. Stark says it made all the hard times worth it with the noise she heard from the fans when she returned. Stark's talks about toxic attraction, the same women that nearly ended her career. Stark says she's going to take the NXT Women's Championship from Mandy Rose. Cora Jade appears in the rafters. Stark asks Jade how she felt about being thrown over the top rope after she returned. Jade blames Stark for stealing her moment, just like Roxanne Perez ruined her moment. Stark calls Jade a piece of trash. Toxic attraction then appear. Rose says when it comes to the titles, she only wins. Rose says tomorrow she will be the fourth longest reigning NXT Women's Champion, mentioning women like Paige and Bailey. Rose tells everyone to put some respect on her name. Stark asks Rose for a title shot tonight. Gigi Dolan says she will fight Stark tonight instead. Um, I like this promo. How about you? I hate it. It was good. I did not enjoy this promo at all because Stark is not good on the mic. She's just not. Uh, I felt like she was overacting. You could barely understand a word she was saying. I didn't feel every bit of passion she was trying to put into the promo. It all felt forced. I didn't feel her getting any emotion from the crowd because the truth is she's as excited as the fans that night might have been. Most fans at home completely forgot about her. She wasn't in a lot of the conversations. If anything, when she was on the ACL with the brace, she was being treated like a joke before she even left. Her and Io Shirai were trying to be tag team partners and EO was basically being the whole I don't like you and that whole thing. It was it was sad. It was just a sad thing to watch. It really was. Like Zoe Stark hasn't done anything remotely interesting. I mean that promo was garbage and I know now that she's you know trying to she's supposed she's scheduled to get a title shot against Mandy Rose. We'll see how this story progresses but this promo was terrible and the fact that she was trying to get make Cora Jade feel like shit and that's, this is an ongoing theme throughout the show so I'll address it more later but she tried to make uh, Cora Jade feel like a piece of trash because she dumped the title in the piece of trash and it was just I, there was nothing enjoyable about this promo and it did nothing to get me excited for that match or the show overall Zoe Stark is not good on the mic she needs more promo work and you know like she said she lived in the trainer's room which means she apparently skipped promo class so now that you're medically cleared get your ass back to promo class because you don't know how to cut one yes 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 but uh, i enjoyed it maybe somewhat okay let's move on Yes. Let's move on to somebody who actually knows how to cut a promo. That would be Grayson Waller, who cuts a promo backstage while walking to the ring. He says he's going to embarrass Wesley Lee next. Typical classic Grayson Waller. Am I right or am I wrong? It was. Typical Grayson Waller making fun of the crowd, talking about how great he is. This was a good promo because Grayson Waller knows how to get heat and is not afraid to put himself on a high pedestal and make everyone feel like peasants. 
So great promo, great way to hype the match. Um, but before we get to the match, we got we got to cut to the backstage again with a guy who is gold when he cuts a promo. This, this man has got the Midas touch. Everything he touches turns to gold. As we cut backstage. With the Don of NXT, right. Tony D'Angelo. He talks to the family. He says he's got a good feeling about the direction of the family. He says that everyone always has to keep proving their worth. You know, loyalty is not one and done. It's constantly tested. And, of course, he lets them know that D'Angelo says tonight, it's all about business. Nothing with Diamond Mine is personal. It's all just business. Once again, the Pasha person does a wonderful, wonderful job. Once again... And not possible. Tony D, you know, he is a tiny, greasy person. is um wonderful. And he also put a big shout out to uh, the lady. What's her name again? Electra. Electra. And he put a big shout out to Electra. Here should, I think those two are about to have a couple. I mean, you know. Oh, here we go. Everybody, hey, everybody knows that deep down, Tony's got a thing for the salsa. But, uh, you know, Electra's stepping up. She's doing a hell of a great job. He's acknowledging it. That tells me Electra's all in with the D'Angelo family. And now we're getting the other two, the other two stooges. They're finally getting their shit together and everything's going great. But the thing that people need to understand is when Tony talks about business, that's what people don't understand about the mob is that 90% of the time when they got When they got to make decisions and people got to go, all it ever is, is business. Problem is people can't separate the business from the personal. Everybody likes to make business personal, but here's what you understand about people like Tony D. And I know this just from my own culture. If you make business personal, you only make things worse for yourself. Because the second we get fucking emotional, we take whatever torture we were going to fucking give you, and we double, triple that motherfucker. So, originally, you was just going to get a beating. Now, you're going to get a massacre, you know? you Originally, you was just going to get a paper cut. Now, you're going to get cut everywhere. Okay, are you done? I mean, before, you was just going to get a ball and chain. Now, you're going to get fucking cement shoes, because you just had to make shit personal. I could do this all day, but I won't. No, every time this fucker comes on, you turn into this or it. Fuck you, what are you talking about? I'm throwing it into nothing. I'm telling a story here. Ain't nothing wrong with this. I'm telling a fucking story. What, you, you don't like the way I tell a story? I don't amuse you? Don't like Is that it. what the fuck you're saying? You don't amuse, you don't amuse me at all. I find your voice quite quietly fucking annoying. Now, can you please tell what's normal and get the dick in your mouth, out of your fucking mouth? Look, whatever you, whatever you think about when you go to sleep and night is your business. That ain't that ain't something you need to share with the rest of the Boochcast nation over here. Oh, okay? really? Really? You say you're such an Italian, such an Italian. Mm-hmm. You say you love pizza so much there, Boston. Why the fuck don't you eat a pepperoni fucking goddamn pizza? I don't like pepperoni. What's the problem? This, what, you think what, you think just because a, a pe- they put they put pepperoni on a pizza that's supposed to suddenly make pepperoni delicious? You know what tastes better sorry, on a pizza? Putting something on a pizza don't just make it fucking delicious. You gotta take stuff that's already fucking delicious. You know, <laughs> shit like chicken and my bacon. Pi- That's fucking delicious. Like pineapple, too. <laughs> no, you're lucky we're on the phone. If you were sitting next to me saying that, I'd fucking slap you. You slap me, i slap you right fucking back. That's why I respect you. I respect you, too. Exactly. You giant fucking prick. Hey, you ain't gotta bring nationality into this. You know, you go ahead and make fun of me like you haven't done before. Well, yeah, I, all I call you is the broke soulless ginger. It's your fucking nickname. You know? I ain't nothing bad. That's a nickname. I'm not talking about that. I don't know. Call me a leprechaun. Call me Wrong, we don't want to a be. leprechaun. Come yeah, I, yeah. I already, I already called you. I called you a leprechaun two weeks.
weeks ago and you got all butthurt. It's like I, I told everybody, you know, hey, for 99 cents a month, go to anchor.fm slash the bootcast slash support. You can feed a ginger. He eats four leaf clovers. I mean, <laughs> and you got all fucking angry. I mean, Jesus. I'm just saying, hey, man. Grow, I'm just saying, grow some Blarney Stones and laugh once in a while. Jesus. Anyway, on that Jeez, note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We've got, actually, no, it's our first official match of the evening. <laughs> See, everybody's throwing me off my game here. Sorry. We got Grayson Waller versus Wesley Lee. It was a good fucking start, was it not? Until something happened, there had to be another goddamn interference. Of course. This is not a bad match. It, it wasn't. It was not. Wesley is pressing the living hell out of me. And Grayson Waller, of course, he's his cocky ass self. Also, also, I was like, for strange reasons, you're cocky, Grayson Waller, but I like you, boss. Fuck this rate. He's going great to fucking trick. Fucking Williams had to get involved. And for some strange reason, he just hit him one good time on the back. And he, and Grayson falls like a sack of flour. Well, I thought that was a boss, but that was actually pretty good selling. I don't know, but okay. Well, sometimes if you got a good if you got a good right hand and you hit somebody hard enough, you can knock them out. You know, he had the gloves on, got a good shot, knocked them down. It's believable. You know, there's guys that get punched, and I'm surprised they don't fall down. But you punch somebody hard enough in the back of the head, they going down. I've watched enough. I've seen enough boxing fights to know that that's doable. So no, I see it. Same here. Same here, dude. I was in jail. I saw plenty of fights where was you got hit in the back of the, the back of the head, and he falls like a sack. Wow. Exactly. I'm like, whoa. I was like, holy shit. I was like, okay. And then, side note, the guy just looks at me, and he was big. And like, big, 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 big. Like, scary big. I go like this. I put my hands up. He just walks away. I was like, I looked at the dude. He, he lay there for about a good five minutes. Then it moved a fucking muscle. I was like, no, I left over because the dude got knocked out, kind of stunned it. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, but before we move on, I got to say, um, I'm like, I like the Trick Williams interference because at least now... <sighs> It gives a feud because we find out very soon that we got a big event coming up in three weeks. Um, I'll just say what it is right here. Apparently, in three weeks, we have NXT Heat Wave is going to be happening. It's August 16th is when this is taking place. So, you got to build a card for August 16th. In fact, the fact that they're even ha- this show's taking place in three weeks is the source of most of my anger towards this episode. There's going to be a lot. I'm, I'm going to bring up Heat Wave a lot in this episode. And you're going to find out why as we progress. But this can build that match. Because Grayson Waller, him and Wesley Lee are not really in a feud. I don't think. I don't, but I know Trick Williams and Wesley got some unfinished business. So this is a good well, way to insert Trick back in so you can build the heat wave and give them a match. And I'll go as far as to say, I'd make it a boxing match. That's what I would do. And then that boxing match is going to end up actually getting to a real life brawl. Well, yeah. I mean, most of the time in wrestling, they do. So Sometimes they go by the actual boxing rules. For example, there's two instances where a boxing match is taking place, other than the brawl for all, um, which was a shoot fight, but there were two worked boxing matches in wrestling that I can remember off the top of my head. The first is, of course, um, Roddy Piper versus Mr. T. And then MVP versus uh, Vander Holyfield. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Okay, that's three. I forgot about that match. Um, <laughs> I, I was thinking Roddy Piper and Mr. T at WrestleMania 2 and Buff Bagwell versus Roddy Piper at Bash of the Beach 99. 
Bastion. Oh which, fuck, I never knew that about that one either. Yeah, Bas- yeah. Well, that well, that's one that Gary and I are going to be talking about in a pay per view review uh, at some time down the road. We'll be doing a review of. I'll do a little plug here. We're doing a review of Bash at the Beach '99. But the week of NXT Heat Wave, Gary and I are going to be dropping a review of ECW Heat Wave '1998. Is going to drop that week. But Bash at the Beach '99, that's going to happen at some point down the road. I don't know when. I don't have a date set for that yet, but it will happen. But ECW Heat Wave 1998, that review is going to drop uh, August 15th, that Monday. That's when that's going to drop. But we have Heat Wave 99 already out if you want to check that out after you listen to this yeah, episode. I, I already have. I listened to it two times already. Well, yeah. I know. Well, I know you have. I'm talking about the listeners. Right. I'm talking for the listeners out there who haven't heard it yet. You can go check that out after you're done listening to this. Keep listening to this episode, then go back and check that out. But Heat Wave 1998 is going to drop August 15th because NXT Heat Wave is happening on the 16th. So that's when you can expect that. But anyway, I think it would be great to make it a boxing match, personally. I think it'd be a good way to give it something different. I think it's a way to make it entertaining, you know, because like Trick can have in his corner, you know, um, you know, the the A champ, Carmelo Hayes. I don't know who Wesley Lee would have in his corner because I don't see him with a lot of friends or allies unless they want to give him uh, Apollo Crews, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, Not a boxing match. I disagree with you on that. Just make it an old-fashioned wrestling match. I can't see that happening. Just think about it. In real life, in a boxing match, Trick Rose is bigger than Wesley by quite a bit, and that would not make sense. Well, you also got to take into account it's wrestling. Doesn't necessarily have to make sense in that regard. I understand that, dude, but that sure as hell would No, I disagree with you, sir. But this is what makes this uh, show great. And at least we're not yelling our customers at each other. Yeah, there's no requirement that says you have to agree with me. If you're going to disagree with me, though, all I'm going to ask is explain why and give me a better idea on how you would book it. Uh, How would I book it? Just old-fashioned. It's an old-fashioned match. That's all you need? That's it. It's an old-fashioned match. No. No interferences is a, a good match. Or maybe, uh, no, just a no uh, Hell in a Cell or Steel Cage or whatever. It's just a good old-fashioned match to see who's a better man. Yeah. And, and a boxing match. It, it'll be a cold day in hell before NXT does Hell in a Cell. If anything, they'll you know do that fight from. pit thing they did with Riddle and Thatcher years ago. But we're not going to see... We're, we're All we're going to get is War Games in November. But um, Bruh. anyway, d- hey, none of that. So, another do you want me to go back to talking like Tony? I'll do it. I will fucking do it. You say bro one more time. That's going to be my voice. The duration of this recap. So anyway, we cut to the backstage area with Joe Gacy, who's being interviewed backstage <laughs> with the dyad, Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler, who we've already established on last week's episode are the grizzled, grizzled young veterans. Young veterans that have now gotten their name changed and their look and they speak about joining Gacy Gacy says he can be an important figure in Cameron Grimes' life he can be the father figure he's looking for Gacy says they will continue their message next week when I saw these guys I didn't recognize them you sure as hell did and if you guys heard from last week's episode then he wasn't happy about it I'm not happy about it I was like okay and every time I see him I was like why are they doing this they changed their names you guys really really suck but maybe just by chance if they do change your name maybe they just had to go to while they're with, with Joe Gacy you ever thought of that? I mean here's the thing just because I wasn't happy about it last week doesn't mean that it can't potentially grow into something this is the thing people need to understand I'm basing everything on what 
I see in that episode because we're doing this on an episode by episode basis. But even though I I might get even though I get mad about shit when I see it in that episode, is that really what you call it? Okay, pissed off, angry, I want to lose my fucking mind. Pick pick whatever, insert whatever phrase you deem appropriate. But my point is this: over exaggerate that if that's how you feel. But my point is this: just because I'm pissed the fuck off about what I see on a screen doesn't mean I'm still not playing it out to the finish. Because who knows? Maybe when this is over, if they do win the tag belts, if they do elevate themselves, if they do put on great matches, in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, I might turn around and say, this is the best thing going in NXT. Because the truth is, I don't know until I see it to the finish. All I can do is judge what I just saw in front of me. Like, I just ripped Zoe Stark apart for the shitty promos she cut. She might come back on next week and and she might cut a promo that's straight fire. And I'll come back here and go, holy shit, she let her have it. Or when they go to when they go to Heat Wave for the title match, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here, I don't give a fuck. That might be the match of the night. I don't know. I can only judge what I see in front of me on that episode. And that night, I was pissed that out of all the tag teams, they chose the Grizzled Young Veterans, who in my opinion, already had a great gimmick, were already a great tag team, but they were made into a joke for reasons that make no fucking sense to anyone. They were a great solid tag team that deserved a run with the tag team titles and their gimmick was fine exactly the way it was. See, I believe in changing gimmicks for people who already have shit gimmicks. But when someone already has a good gimmick to work with and you decide to reinvent them for no fucking reason, it's stupid to me. But that's not to say that a few months down the road, it might be a better gimmick. But I don't know. So for now, I'm going with, this is stupid. Hopefully they can change my mind. I'm open to having my mind changed. But I got to judge what I see in front of me. Before. What? Your mind has been changed before. It has. Mandy Rose is the prime example. How, you remember how much I hated Mandy Rose when she was on the main roster? And all of a sudden she changed her hair and then uh, she started becoming a badass. Not, just, say this not even the fact she changed her hair. She got better in the ring and she got better on the mic. The Mandy Rose yeah, that's in that did. ring right now is way better than the one I saw on Tough Enough who didn't deserve to win. Mandy Rose has come a long way. So oh, of course she has. I have a new... There's always... And she's hot. Yeah, well, never... And not even the fact that she's hot. She's always been hot. But hot was all she was bringing to the table. You know, Mandy Rose was somebody who was better suited to be a valet. Because if you're a woman and all you're bringing to the table is you're a hot piece of ass, then you should be a valet. You need to be a manager. But if you're a hot piece of ass and you can work... Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus is one, you know. There's a few... And there's been a few others, you know. People don't like when I say this, but I thought Nikki Bella was a great worker. Bree sucked. Oh, she was a fantastic, fantastic worker. Yeah, I mean, Nikki, I mean, in the beginning she wasn't great, but she got better, and she's just as much a oh part my. of the women's revolution as the NXT girls. But because the Bellas were a hot me. piece of ass, and because Nikki dated John Cena, everybody wanted to overlook how good Nikki was. But to me, here's where I respected Nikki, and here's why if you are truly a wrestling fan, if you want to know why you should respect Nikki Bella, here's why. Because, a couple years back, when she was in the business. She suffered a career threatening neck injury. She broke her neck. Yeah, I remember that. I remember she, that. I she remember rehabbed that. She, her neck. She for a while. She rehabbed, got back in the ring, and continued wrestling. And when she first came back, that crowd went nuts for Nikki. They popped when she came back. 
And here's the other catch. Any wrestler, and I'll say this about anybody, any wrestler, even the ones that, like, there's some that I really, really hate right now. But if they do this, they will, I will say this. Any wrestler that breaks their neck in a ring and decides to get back in it full time deserves respect. And I'm talking exclusively to neck injuries. I'm not talking about, oh, you broke your arm or you broke your leg or your Achilles tendon or anything like that. I'm talking exclusively to neck injuries. Because a broken arm, yeah, you can get surgery and heal that shit up. You break your leg, aye, you walk for a little bit, but eventually you're going to heal that shit up. You break your neck... That could paralyze your ass. Even broken There's ribs. Those wrestlers. Heal- wrestlers break their ribs every other week. That those shit will heal too. No offense. That shit heals. That no. shit can heal up. Fuck you, Vinny. Have you ever had broken ribs? I have. I still hurt to this day. I had seven of them. Yeah, but they got fixed, right? Not really. No. Well, could you afford to get them fixed? Is that the problem? Probably not. That- I have over a hundred grand in medical bills right that's, now. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like you, your ribs still hurt because you can't afford to get them fixed. They can get. You work for WWE, you can afford to get fixed. That's my point. Well, that's true, but there's other... My point is there's other two wrestlers that also had neck injuries and came back. Yes. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. And... Edge. Lita. Edge and Lita. Yeah, Kurt Angle, Lita, Edge, John Cena. Yeah, John Cena. Stone Cold. came back and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, those were guys who injured their necks and came back. That's why they deserve respect. Hell, Austin broke his neck and finished the match... That's why Jay, that's why he got the nickname the toughest SOB in WWE because he had a and broken did, neck and was coming back to work still doing promos hitting stunners. Eventually he had to go home and rehab it, but then he came back and won the Intercontinental Title, won back the IC Title. So to me, anyone who breaks their neck and comes back deserves respect. Because think about because there's a lot of wrestlers and a lot of people in general. You break your neck doing anything and you're fortunate enough to walk again. The odds of that person going back. To to that thing are slim to none. Most people are like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he had a neck injury. I'm saying some wrestlers injure their necks and come back. I think you deserve respect for that. Now, Brie, I never respected in the ring because I knew, A, she wasn't trying to get any better, and B, her heart just wasn't in it. Especially when you see on Total Divas, all she kept talking about was she really wants to be a mom and never really talked about wanting to get better in the ring. Nikki, on the other hand, always talked about wanting to get better in the ring. Now, obviously she eventually became a mom and everything but Nikki the only reason she retired from the business was because when she went she went she got an MRI done they found a cyst in her brain she's healed now but they found a cyst in her brain and that's what caused her to retire otherwise she probably would have wrestled a little bit longer Brie on and the other hand of, just left yeah I understand that and a lot of people give Nikki Bella shit because how beautiful she actually is it's like she's a dumb bit but I was like actually she's not she's actually very very fucking smart and the fact that she Going dated John day. Cena was the other reason too. And because yeah, during that my... time, everybody was hating on Cena, which is why I always say the only reason people cheered for Brie was because she married Daniel Bryan. But if Nikki had married Daniel and Brie was dating Cena, they would cheer Nikki and Boo Brie. Fact. So Nikki was I'm... getting hated on for stupid reasons. Stupid yeah, yeah. reasons. Yeah, a lot of stupid reasons. And she got crapped on on Facebook and when yeah. I was on Twitter at the time and she's getting crapped on like Nikki Bella's whore or slut. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, what? I'm like, no, she's not. 
I was like, she actually is not. I was like, she dated John Cena, and now she's married to a guy with her own kid. Yeah. I mean, the only other like, guy, to my knowledge, that she dated was in, in the business was maybe, I think she had a brief relationship with Dolph Ziggler. But here's the thing. Even if they did have sex in the locker room or have sex with other guys in the business, guess what? They're not the first, mm-hmm. and they're the not going to be the last. Because guess what? Most of the time, when these guys and gals are on the road, they're mostly just hanging out with each other. So sometimes relationships are bound to happen. Before Cena t- even dated Nikki, she had a fl- he had he had a brief thing going on with Mickey James at one point. They and were dating Victoria. for a while. Him and Victoria had a little thing going on. It was like a casual thing. Why? Because it fucking happens. Batista and Molina had a thing going on. Sonny with Shawn Michaels. And a, few with other, Edge. and a few other guys. Lita and Edge. Lita and Matt Hardy. The only reason Lita got shit was because she cheated on Matt Hardy with Edge, which was the cardinal was sin it? of the wrestling business. Yeah, yeah, and it was this day. Let's move on after this. Still to this day, every time I see them, I think about that. I can't help it. And a lot of people do. That's why Lita finally <laughs> had to leave it. the business because people were chanting that she was a hoe and a slut and she got tired of hearing it, but people got yeah. mad about that because, I mean, in the locker room, Edge was ostracized from the locker room for a while. So was Lita. And the re- here's the reason why. Because, obviously, you know, there are some wrestlers in this business over the years, over the decades, who have cheated on their wives or husbands on the road. But there are some wrestlers wrestlers who don't cheat at all. They are faithful to their significant other, but have to deal with every time like, it comes out that a guy is cheating and it's on the internet, all those other guys are getting phone calls going, are you doing all this stuff? Is this something I need to know? They got to deal with that drama every day. They have to. There are some guys who every day have to convince their wife or their girlfriend or their boyfriend or their husband back home that, look, I ain't out here fucking nobody. I go to the ring. I do my job. I meet some fans. I sign autographs. I take pictures. If I go out drinking, it's in a group with the guys. I go to my hotel and I go to sleep. I'm not and, out here fucking no broads. But so when 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 so it's one thing to cheat on your wife. But if you're but if you're but if you're but if someone's already dating someone in the business and you cheat with them, that's the that's the sin. That's the problem that nobody seems to understand. I was like, I was like, not only did Ed violate the bro code, he violated what you said. When we talked about this on the prayer show a couple of years ago, was uh, he violated the locker room code? I was like, I like, don't yeah. understand. I was like, like, I was like, for real, I love Lita. I still respect her, but every time I see her, but then I was like, I look in the past. I look in the past. Really, 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 really do. But after this, one thing I want to say, Matt Hardy, how the hell did you let Lita go? There, Something I don't happened. know. Something, something happened in the relationship. And Lita, and, and here's the thing: all three, Matt, Lita, and Edge have all put this behind them, and they're all friends today. You know, Edge has moved on; he's married to Beth Phoenix. Matt Hardy is with Rebby. Lita, I don't know who she's with. Um, but the thing is, they've all moved on from it, and they've all forgiven each other for it. That's why I. That's why I can watch Edge walk to the ring and not judge him. I can watch Lita walk to the ring and not judge her, because the person who has the right to be angry is Matt Hardy, and if he's going to yes. drop the grudge, if he's not going to hold a grudge anymore, why would I? And that's what I would say to anybody else. If I got a feud with somebody that I don't like, and obviously you don't like that person either, if I made amends with that person, I would tell you, I would tell you, Zach, look, I don't hate him anymore. Why are you going to hate him for? Mm. And vice versa. But if I still hate that motherfucker, I, I'm hoping you still hate that motherfucker too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if I don't hate the motherfucker anymore, I wouldn't expect you to either. And for the rest, 
the record, I'm not going to say the name, but obviously I still hate that motherfucker. But anyway, we're not getting into detail about whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, I hate that. I hate the motherfucker. There's several motherfuckers that you hate. I know. That's mm. why. That's why. See, here's the thing. There's several motherfuckers that I hate. So that's why the listeners aren't going to know which motherfucker I'm talking about. I don't know which one you're talking about. You don't know that's which one I'm talking about either. That's the best part. <laughs> it's a mystery. But anyway. And I know you, but I, and I know you for what? Almost what? 15 years? Uh, nine, let's see. 13. It's 13 years. It'll be 13 years in December. In 13 years. I, 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 like, uh, I wrestled at Benny Hates. <laughs> yes. The um, list goes on. All right. Well, we've been talking about the women um, a little bit here. So, and speaking of women and relationships and all that shit, we cut oh, to the God. backstage area and we see Indy Hartwell and Ariana Garcia have an encounter backstage ahead of their match later tonight. Boring. I don't know who the Andre Garcia person is. I didn't care. It was boring. Then he take over. Yeah. Basically, Ariana Grace is apparently. A, a beauty pageant person and was criticizing something and then Indy started talking to him like this is wrestling this isn't ballet this isn't a beauty pageant it was dumb like it was horrible it was, it was so fucking stupid yeah, nobody cares about that like we we know wrestling's not ballet we know wrestling's not a beauty pageant I mean hey, what was this bad no it was sad <laughs> but yeah and also second of all there are moments in wrestling where the women do beauty pageant related shit and a part of me wishes and they're going to continue this rivalry I think they need to do that at some point just and the reason I say that is because you don't want them getting physical every week there's only so because the the trick to everything is and this is how this is how you used to build the pay-per-views you want to save the physicality for the pay-per-view or the premium live event or the big show that's why you would have segments like the beauty pageant the promos the face-off all that stuff it's meant to build the anticipation so oh shit when we see when, oh here's the night here's the big fight when they finally lock up oh shit so if you're fighting, but if you're fighting and fighting and fighting every week, what have I got to look forward to when the bell rings? Unless the fights are limited to where, okay, there's some physicality, but not enough to where you've shown your whole hand. You got to keep some mystery. So that's why I'm saying maybe at some point in the week, throw in a beauty pageant. Have Indy win because she's the baby face. So naturally the fans are going to cheer the baby face. Ariana gets pissed. Hit, you know, hits her in the ring, hits her in the back with the flowers or, you know, decks her with whatever and then holds up the crown. Maybe she takes the, the, the beauty pageant sash and chokes her with it. You know? Have something like that to go, okay, get the fight excited. So, that's why they have little segments like that. It's meant to tell the story, build it up, and get to the pay-per-view so when the pay-per-view comes, that's when we see the wrestling. But, speaking of seeing the wrestling, we see quite a bit when we get to this next match of the evening. We got Apollo Crews versus Zion Quinn. Fucking, absolutely a stellar fucking match, was it not? Oh, it was great. Well, it was fucking fantastic. Fantastic. And Zion Coyne was getting the shots in. Apollo Cruz was getting the shots in. It was really, really, really good. And I think officially that um, Apollo Cruz is officially the main babyface of uh, NXT. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh, yeah. Well, that's because Apollo Cruz is an NXT alumni. And he's kind of reinventing himself down here after being epically let down on the main roster. And I've said that since he got there. The moment I saw him lose to The Miz at SummerSlam, I knew they were 
were going to fuck him. I'm like, this guy is literally the total package. He's got wrestling skill. He's got athletic ability. He's got a muscular build. The, the type of build that Vince liked, you know? The t- he's good on the mic. And he was, he was, the mic was his weak spot. That was his weakness. But that's not to say it couldn't work over time. Like, I love the Nigerian gimmick. People gave him shit like he had a Nigerian accent out of nowhere. First of all, Booker T became King Booker and started talking English. And we and ate that shit that, up. So, and sign up, I looked it up. Apollo Crews actually is, have Nigerian blood in his system. And that's why they did it. But because he didn't talk with the accent before, people were like, oh, all of a sudden now he has an accent. It's like, fuck you. It's a good gimmick. And when he spoke in the Nigerian accent, it was great. His mic skills were great. He had a gimmick. He had something that worked. And it gave him the one piece of the puzzle that Apollo Crews was missing. Because he had everything else. So, but now he's gotten better talking just as himself. They're kind of developing that with the vignettes and the story they're telling. So now Apollo Crews is becoming the star he was meant to be. And he definitely needs a run with that NXT title before he ever goes back to the main roster. I want to see it happen. But him and Zion Quinn had a stellar match. Both men delivered. And Apollo Crews won, which surprised me. I didn't think they were going to go that route. But since they are, keep that momentum going. I think he needs to be the next NXT champion champion maybe 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 but let's see what happens yes moving on yep we cut to the backstage area with toxic attraction this is where we first find out about nxt heat wave and rose says that dolan is going to cancel stark's opportunity at the nxt women's championship said to take place in three weeks at heat wave saray interrupts eyeing up a women's championship match and rose says she has never forgotten what she did to her uh I didn't see this because I think I went to the bathroom. Sure. Can you take over on this one, please? Yeah. Um, waste of time. Was it really? Yeah. This, we did not need this. Okay, I get it. Toxic Attraction. Oh, we're going to beat Zoe Stark. She's not going to get my title. And blah, blah, blah. It's it's typical heel shit. Blah, blah, blah. Smackety smack. Exactly. And then Saray comes out. And it's like, who are you again? Exactly. And and she starts, and I, 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 as soon as I came back to my room, uh, this is the part where I literally was taking off my, off my boots from work. And I was just watching it. And she said, like, she started talking in that Japanese accent. And I was like, I'm not trying to be racist. Um, Next time, guys, this is America. But the subtitles on. I kind of understand what the hell she was saying. Well, she was, she was, she was speaking English. Just the accent was, was thick. But um, the thing is, it's like, she might as well have walked out on there and went, who are you people and where is my horse? Because nothing she said (laughs) was useful here. (laughs) Nobody remember who the fuck she is. God, I love you. Okay, I'm good. That would have made it more interesting than whatever the fuck she was saying because nobody nobody remembers this bitch. Nobody knew what the fuck she was doing here. And I think I broke the ginger. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Next, we cut to a vignette that airs for Sol Sequoia ahead of his match against Von Wagner, and he says he wants to meet him next week in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, I thought this promo was actually probably the best promo of the night. What do you think? I enjoyed the promo until the very end. Uh-oh. 
Oh, crap. What happened? All right. They literally just said in the previous interview that in three weeks' time, we got a big show on the USA Network. NXT Heat Wave. It's the big show. The big one we've had since the Great American Bash. We got a big event, a big show with a big women's title match culminating in a story that's gone all the way back to Halloween Havoc last year. So in the spirit of that, we have Von Wagner and Solo Sequoia in a feud that's real hot and we want to put them in a false count anywhere match, but not at the big show. Once again, you have a big match with a big stipulation that's not on the big show. You're putting it on a nothing show. I can't say free TV, which is what I would normally say in this scenario. If Heatwave was a pay-per-view, I would be saying, why are you putting a false count anywhere match on free TV when you have a pay-per-view coming up? So what's the problem? The false count anywhere match is happening next week. It should be happening in three weeks at Heatwave. Put your false count anywhere match on your big fucking show that you're advertising. So basically what you're trying to say, you're pissed off that uh, this match is on free TV, not on the pay-per-view. Metaphorically, because technically it's both on free TV, but I'm saying if Heatwave was a pay-per-view that was airing on Peacock exclusively, I would be even more pissed that this match is happening. But you have a big show in three weeks. That means Heatwave is supposed to be different from a normal, average NXT show, and you're putting a false count anywhere match on your normal, average show instead of on your big show that you want to stack the card for so people get excited for it and don't just see it as another random ass episode. This is this is the this is the type of stupid that NXT keeps pulling. And AEW is just as guilty of it. I've seen them do that. Where they pull where they'll have a big match on the card even though there's a pay-per-view in three fucking weeks. Now luckily for them, they don't have a pay-per-view coming out in a few weeks. All they got is their I think tomorrow is supposed to be their fight for the fallen show. They're doing a two-part fight for the Fallen, but September 4th is their all-out event. So, I'm sure there's things they're building for that. But I'm saying you had an event in three weeks and you want to put your false count anywhere match on your normal, nothing, random-ass show, and then some people go, well, I want them to tune into the random-ass show. They already are! Because they want to see the story to the big show, you idiots! (sighs) Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm coming back to this later anyway. But on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Gigi Dolan with Toxic Attraction versus Zoe Stark. Meh. Meh. Okay. Was this bad? No. It wasn't bad. It wasn't sad. It was just there. There? <laughs> That's just it. It was there. This is the match that no one... That, that I didn't give a... F- and I like Gigi Dolan. Don't get me wrong. I, Gigi Dolan, formerly known as Priscilla Kelly. Anytime she mm-hmm. wrestles in a ring, I'm excited to see it. But as, every a, time but as I far see her as... On Facebook and a bikini, I, I'm excited to see it. Yes, exactly. But I'm saying, I love... I love Priscilla Kelly. I love she's getting the TV time. I love the fact that she's in that ring. And I love that WWE is doing great things with her. And I hope they do more great things with her in the future. But this match in general did not need to happen. It was a, it, it's it's just there. It was a TV match. Oh, is that what we said in the boost cast? Was this a TV match, aka filler? 
Yeah, it, it was filler. This did okay. not need to be here. This is just, okay, this is a match we're going to put together that's going to lead to the angle. It's going to lead to the big show. Because Jane attempts to attack Stark after the match. Rose tries to enter the ring. Stark takes them both out, signals the NXT Championship. Cora Jade hits her with a kendo stick. Perez makes her return as Jade quickly exits through the crowd. And Perez helps up Zoe Stark. So basically what they're going to build is at Heat Wave, at least it better fucking be, we're going to have Roxanne Perez and Cora J do something um, and they're basically setting up the women's title match so it was it was filler it was there just it was just there like um, I have some wonderful news okay one of the girls that I work with is having a baby a baby girl and guess what she named that baby what Cora cool yeah yeah and guess what I'm gonna buy that baby what a little pink onesie with the Georgia Bulldog logo on it. And I asked her, she says, I have full permission. You know, that story would have been better if you ended it with a, you're going to buy her a little pink skateboard. I know, but if I buy, I buy this girl a pink skateboard, she's going to look at me and it's like, what the fuck is this, Red? She'll, <laughs> she'll grow into it. No, I did ask her if I could buy a, uh, a, a onesie with Slipknot logo or cord logo. She says no. Buy that for a girl? <laughs> fuck wrong with you. Yeah, I'm a bad influence. Yeah, and you're... <laughs> And you got a terrible taste in shopping. Of course I do. I'm a dude. For Christ's sake, in my closet, I have a five dollar fucking uh, Lou Two shirt hanging up. But I'm just saying, I would at least know not to buy that for a girl, would, especially would, a baby. I don't know. Because I mean, if you buy that for a girl, it's because you got to know she's a girl that's into that kind of shit. But you don't buy that for a fucking baby. Anyway, so anyway, <laughs> we saw all this. We saw this waste of time, and then we cut to the parking lot. JD Madonna arrives. He's a member of the paying public tonight. After arriving in a black car. Um, no. You? No. I was just here. Okay. I was not, okay. Okay, okay. No. My brain can only handle so much stupid, so I got a really head, I got a real headache right now. Um, it, 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 here's what I'm not getting. Here's what I'm not getting. Um, how are you a member of the paying public when you work for the fucking company? You are a wrestler on the oh. roster. Are you telling me that WWE has lost so much? much money in the last couple weeks that Vince McMahon's retirement sent the stock plummeting so low that in order for you to go to the show if you're not booked on the card is to pay to park, pay for admission, and be in the bleachers with the general public? It, is that what I'm supposed to believe? Because I was under the impression if you're an employee, you didn't have to sit in the crowd with the peasants. Like, what is this? What is this, an open mic night at a comedy club where even the comedians have to fucking pay? To get in? Is that what I'm seeing here? Is that what NXT guess, has become? And a an open mic night for fucking wrestlers. Is that where even the wrestlers have to pay? Is that what I'm seeing here? I, that is yeah. dumb as fuck. Congratulations, JD, on demoting yourself and making yourself look insignificant in the eyes of the viewing public. In the viewing public. And it's even dumber to do when you're a fucking heel because a heel is never supposed to be a member of the paying public. A heel looks down their nose at the paying public. As a heel, you're supposed to think you're better than the public. You're above the public. I'm a star. I make money. I make more money in a week than you make in your entire life. Your rent is my lunch money. I can wipe my ass with your mortgage. That's a fucking heel. 
Now, if you're a baby face and you say, I'm a member of the paying public tonight, you can somewhat get away with that if you're a baby face because a baby face is supposed to be a man or woman of the people. When you're a baby face, you are the same as you put yourself on the same pedestal as the people. Now, the people are still going to put you on a pedestal because you're a top baby face, but you're supposed to have the attitude and the humility to say, look, you, I know you guys idolize me, but no, 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 no. I'm just a regular guy who works very hard and goes after what he wants. I'm a man of the people. I just happen to have more money than you guys because I worked hard to get there. And if you work hard, you can have the life that I have. A heel is like, you'll never have the life that I have because you're a loser. And last I checked, JD's the heel. So that was you fucking really dumb. You did not like this, did you? Huh? You didn't like this, did you? No, it annoyed me. Okay. Um, all right, go ahead. And here's something people thought would annoy me, but it didn't. We cut to a vignette that airs showing Wendy Chu dreaming about Tiffany Stratton's attacks. When Chu wakes up, she explains that she woke up on the wrong side of the bed because of Stratton. Chu says the next time Stratton sees her, it will be lights out. And she, and she shut off the light. I thought that was actually fucking awesome. I thought this promo was actually really, really fucking good. I enjoyed living hell out of it. It was like, you sleeping, she started get, having nightmares and all that uh, happy horse stuff. And uh, she woke up like, alright, Tiffany's straightened. They said, I'm tired of being nice. This time I'm gonna kick your ass. And you notice, mm. when she cut that promo, mm -hmm. not one fucking smile. Not one at all. She, she, and she didn't look grumpy. Like, she wasn't sitting there with a pouty face, looking grumpy no she had a i'm pissed off and i'm gonna stab you in the eye with your fucking stilettos look on her face i'm gonna rip off your stilettos and stab you in the fucking eye with it single white female style that's the look she had and that was perfect and it was it was great it's a hell of a lot better than that i get the pin and then i get the win fucking promo she cut like a month ago and this was way better. She got pinned. Then she got pinned and didn't get the win. Exactly. So now Wendy's realizing she's. This is Wendy being done fucking around. Now whether now I want to see in the coming weeks because I feel like this is gonna be unless I'm mistaken. I don't know if this is happening next week or not. But if it's not, save this shit for Heat Wave and bring out a brand new Wendy Chew. That's what I want to see. Like Wendy's pissed. She gonna whoop hey. some ass. Then after she's done, if you want to go back to being happy go lucky. Wendy, you can, but right now she needs to fucking kill somebody. Cause she's got that look on her face like, I'ma kill you, bitch. And I wanna see that I wanna see that develop and see if we get a new Wendy Chu out of this ordeal. Side uh, note. It's great. If you have, can I say something Go real ahead. quick? She ever uh she ever turns hill, no she needs to call herself. What? Go from sleepy chew to nightmare chew. Uh I don't know if I would say the nightmare chew, because Cody's already the American nightmare, so that's uh, not gonna work. Fuck. Damn it. But you know good, where I'm coming from. That, that, that was a good effort. That was a good effort. I didn't think about that. I was like, maybe he, she turns, you know, I guess she had turns hell, turned kind of dark, like how she always sleep in with good dreams and she becomes, you know, nightmares and bad dreams. And no, you and me, we had our fair share of nightmares and no suck. Oh, yeah, exactly. I hate nightmares. But thankfully, ladies and gentlemen, boys are going to do that. I have not had a nightmare in years. God. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, it can happen. I know. I know. I know. I know. But I think nightmares really happen with traumatic events and I have nothing really traumatic to look forward to till Friday on my birthday. 24 hours. No, yeah. 48. <laughs>
the ticket. <laughs> I need to go away for a far, far day to then come back, but I have to eventually because I know you'll miss me so much. Moving on. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I was trying. To, I'm sorry. I was trying to think of something else for um, maybe maybe um, <laughs> sluggish chew. No, I don't. I don't know, but I, if she ever turns heel, she needs to do something that, like, like with badgers and nightmares kind of uh, look. I mean, I, I mean, there is one idea, but it it, it wouldn't. It, even though it sounds cool, it wouldn't work because people would get offended, so it wouldn't work. Are you talking about in today's world? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like like another word for sleepy for sleep is nap, like taking uh-huh. a nap. But if you called her nappy chew, people would get offended. Why do people get mad over nappy chew? Because people would think like. Oh, you're saying she has a nappy head and that can be viewed as racist. So how trust me, people would fucking do that. Otherwise I call otherwise nappy chew might work. I don't know. Maybe snappy chew. I don't fucking know. But anyway, I think people get offended by that. So I don't know what so I don't know what the fuck you would call her, but I'm confused. Okay. No, trust uh, me, dude. Um, ha- you'd be surprised um, what people would get offended at. But anyway. Uh, uh, time out. Hold on. No. Hold up. You could raise this what the fuck? How the how did they make it thing? Okay, never mind. Fuck it. Moving on. I'm confused. Tell you what. Later on, Google Nappy and Don Imus, and you'll know why. Uh so anyway, um, We'll kind of cut to J.D. McDonough, who is shown sitting in the crowd because he's a heel, a member of the paying public. Remember that. Yeah. I'm a bad guy, but I'm sitting out there with the fans. Yeah, I saw this. I mean, um, okay, no, I was like, I saw this. Like, wait a minute. He apologized. Huh? Don't usually faces sitting out in the crowd. Yeah. And go around and yeah, and go around and like she's a sick kid, gives him a hug. He's a little kid, give him a hug. And he goes around pat people on the shoulder, and then you see this JD Madonna guy. I was like, that's okay. Yeah. This don't make sense. And apparently, Billy's not happy about yeah. this. So well, JD Madonna's ahead. shown sitting in the crowd. He apologized to the fans for not introducing himself properly. Madonna goes up to a fan. And popcorn asks how many Americans pass away eating popcorn per year. Madonna then goes to the timekeeper and picks up a hammer. Madonna tells everyone what a hammer can do to the human hand, how in the right spot you can just pop a finger out of its socket. Madonna then focuses on Alicia Taylor and Wade Barrett. Madonna tells Barrett that it appears the bare knuckle boxing has taken a toll on his hands and it can be damaging for him. Madonna then goes to Vic Joseph and says he didn't like the way he spoke about his family last week. Madonna threatens to break his collarbone. Madonna calls out NXT champion Brian Breaker and the Ranger introduce himself. Breaker says in three weeks it is the Heat Wave event. Breaker says next week they're making their match official. Donna headbutts Breaker. Breaker replies, giving McDonna a taste of his own medicine. And he did, didn't he? Oh yeah, he was, he got to be. He I saw that. I was like, well, like holy shit. I was like, was that a botch? I don't think so. Or do you think Braun Breaker actually did that on purpose, like get his receipt? I mean, I don't know if he was. Uh, I don't know if if there was any if there was any botches or anything. Um, I think maybe they just said, go out there, let's do this, and then may, I don't know if he was supposed to bleed or not. Um, either, but either way, like we said, like we were saying earlier with uh, Indy and Ariana, you know, this is wrestling. It ain't ballet, so. Is, it's you know a bloody lip is gonna happen. And then JD the daughter looked at her. He he tasted. He just looked at his, his at 
and his fingers, I saw his fingers like, holy shit. I was like, there's blood on NFT in this PG. Wow, that's weird. Hmm, this right here, there, man. I thought this was actually fucking brilliant. I'm talking about when Bob Baker got in the ring when Giddy headbutt him. He just staggered for a minute and then fucking hit him back. You know what this reminds me of? What? Remember in a, a, a movie where the hero, he's a big guy, and all of a sudden, he hits the guy who's 10 times his size and he just staggers, looks at him, and then hits him back, and he's in the hero is the first person to draw blood. Yeah. You ever really, I got that vibe from this, but otherwise yeah. that, like, when I saw that blood, I was like, uh-oh, this might be personal. Well, yeah, well, it's like Rocky IV when he cut uh, Drago. He can't bleed. He's not a machine. He's a man. You cut he's him, you hurt him. No pain. Like, great, it was a great match, but oh, I will- no. I, I am going to say this, though. As mad as I was about JD doing the whole I'm of the paying public, this promo actually worked because even though he was sitting out with the people, he was degrading the people the whole time, basically telling this this fat guy, hey, you know, you eat too much of that popcorn, you're going to die because you're eating unhealthy. Uh, you know, or with the hammer thing, he's basically kind of threatening the timekeeper without actually threatening him. And Vic Joseph, it looked like he was going to he was going to fucking kill him. So he was like being sarcastic with everyone else but slowly building himself up to Vic Joseph to where yeah I don't like what you said about my family and I think I'm gonna break your collarbone I think I'm gonna I was like you basically say I'm gonna fuck your shit up boy don't you talk about my family don't you do it that's a no 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 and then Braun Breaker comes out to save the day so that was a hell of a segment there hell of a match a hell of a segment there and I look forward to seeing how the face off goes next week and uh, after that we cut to the backstage area with Andre Chase University and uh, they're talking Talking. Nathan Fraser makes his return and asks if he can be the flag carrier for the next match. No. I mean, it was an okay segment, but does anybody really remember or care about Nathan? I somewhat care for Nathan. I like his heart, is all I have to say. He's got a good heart in the rest of the division. I know he's just spot monkey, but he, yeah. he doesn't bug me, but I thought this was boring as shit. Tell you the truth. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I didn't really care about this segment at all. Yeah, neither did I. It was it was a waste. And then they show a vi- and then speaking of a waste of time, they show a vignette oh God, recapping no. Axiom's debut. Didn't give a shit about this either. Um, I took a piss break. I didn't care for this. I'm sorry. Do I have to talk about it? No, I just I was just waiting to hear your thoughts before I moved on to the next thing. Piss break. All right. Backstage, Roxanne Perez is interviewed. Perez says that it is fine if Cora Jade wants to throw away their friendship. Perez says. She can't stand for Jade throwing the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship in the trash. Um, Alundra Blaze then appears with a trash can. Perez pulls out the title Jade dropped in the trash. And Blaze says next week there will be a fatal four-way tag team elimination match to crown new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. I did not recognize Angela Blaze, did you? I did. I was waiting for her to show up. I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't recognize it. And I saw, I saw Angela Blaze like, oh, oh. Holy shit. Andrew Blaze and Roshan Perez go on and win the NXT Tag Team Championship belt. Win the Tag Team Championship and actually put the Women's Tag Team Champions on the line. Put them up there. That'd be fantastic. But no, behold, NXT, they're going to do something fucking stupid. But I somewhat enjoy this promo. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to say five words right now that usually indicates how the rest of this is going to go. Where do I fucking begin? 
<laughs> That's the question. Where do I fucking begin with this? All right, all right. Not only was this one of the dumbest promos I've ever heard. Now, Roxanne Perez, I'll start with her. The fact that you care more about the NXT Women's Tag Team title being thrown into the trash can than Cora Jade throwing away your lifelong friendship. The fact that she said that, all she did was justify Cora's behavior. Because the whole reason she turned on Roxanne was because she felt Roxanne was being selfish and thinking about herself. When she threw the title in the trash, she was basically saying this belt means nothing because Roxanne threw away our friendship because the N- because being the NXT Women's Champion meant more to her than having the tag team title run. That was Cora's foundation for turning heel. So it's like, oh, she wants to throw away our friendship. That's fine. If you were a real friend, if you wanted us to believe that this friendship was real. That these two were closer than sisters. Roxanne should be hurt emotionally by Cora turning her back on her. Having someone that is your trusted friend, that you trusted, that you gave loyalty to, that you believed in, stabbed you in the back, that should hurt you more than anything. As a babyface, that should mean more to you than a title. You should be hurt. I should feel the hurt. I should feel the betrayal. And as you're going through those emotions, you take them, you show them, you get the sympathy, and then you channel it. You channel it and say, you know, Cora, you were supposed to be my friend. I loved you. I trusted you. We were sisters. We were in this together. And you turned on me. You took the greatest friendship I ever had and you threw it away because you couldn't stand to see me go for the big one. You were in my corner. You were supporting me. Nowhere did you ever say to me that I was being selfish. You cheered me on the whole way and then just when the moment moment was in my grasp you took it away from me out of jealousy well fine you want to throw our friendship away well now i'm gonna throw your career away when i kick your ass in the middle of that ring because when i get my hands on you you're not my friend you're not my partner you're just another bitch i gotta deal with and at heat wave you're gonna get dealt with that's how that promo should have gone maybe you could have changed a few things but that's what you're supposed to do roxanne didn't make me feel any of that in that interview none of it you just brushed it off like it ain't no thing and tried to put the focus back on the belts when in reality i said it last week those women's tag belts have been a waste of fucking time they've done nothing to elevate the women and they've done nothing to elevate the ratings on the show and the four women that they chose for this fatal four-way proves that you got four women in there roxanne ain't part of it just like Zach said, he's like, you know, Roxanne Perez and Alundra Blaze. I would have preferred that over what I just saw. Because it ain't like Roxanne's getting another title shot anytime soon. Might as well put her in there with Alundra Blaze. Because Alundra can still go. Maybe not full time, but she can still go. Have her work the TVs. NXT doesn't do a lot. So Alundra Blaze could easily work this into her schedule. Easily. Plus, these NXT women need veterans to work with. So they can get experience and learn the business the right way because Alundra Blaze
Blaze is one of the best. And like she said, she dropped the WWE women's title in the trash live on Monday Nitro when she went to WCW. And it was one of the worst things she ever did because WCW mismanaged her completely and she couldn't go back because she committed the ultimate sin. In fact, it was so bad. Part of the reason the Montreal Screwjob happened was because Vince was afraid Brett was going to do the same damn thing. He saw it happen once. He wasn't about to see that shit happen again. Alondra Blaze, I knew she was showing up. Once I saw that belt hit the trash last week, I'm like, Alondra Blaze is showing up at some point. And then finally, we're like, all right, we're going to do something with these belts. And again, it goes back to what I said before. Heat waves in three weeks. When is this match taking place? Next week. Again, big show, big deal, big match, and you're putting it on the random show. You put it on next week, what the fuck are you going to do for Heat Wave? You're just going to have a couple good matches and a bunch of shit that means nothing. Every match on a pay-per-view should mean something. If you got eight rivalries, eight matches on a card, and you want to put nine, then then maybe that one-ninth match can be a bathroom break. Only one match is supposed to be random, insignificant, and that's only because people need time to go to the bathroom, get a t-shirt, Get food, whatever. Smoke this break, is whatever. About the to fuck. be a bathroom break. Are you done? What, dude? Okay, we've been going on for ten minutes. I'm about to fall asleep here, dude. Okay, <clears throat> sorry, you went too long. I'm trying to be a dick. I know it's your show. Okay, we get the point. But maybe, like I said, Vinny, I'm not giving out. I'm an interrupter, man. Me for real. Maybe this with Andre Blaze with Rockin' that Press can maybe somewhat put the NXT Women's Tag Champion on something. Okay, calm down. Blue Star, my friend. Now go ahead and yell at me, cuss at me. I won't say anything else. Well, I'm sorry I like to give detailed answers. I don't phone it in. I'm not a mark. I know you don't phone it. I know you're not a mark, but Jesus Christ, cut the time in half. Sorry, cutting the time in half is for marks. This is a podcast, not a radio show. Yeah, almost 2 o'clock in the fucking morning. Moving on. Whose fault is that? Not mine. Both of of ours. Exactly. So fucking... (laughs) It's not my fault you give one-word answers. Get mad at me. It's not my fault that you... you, Yeah, that's what I do. Okay, this is how it goes. I I, I go on for maybe about five minutes. I go go on for about 10 to fucking 15. I'm saying, I like it if you do that. I can take... I, I need a fucking breath. Anyway, let's move on to the next match here. We oh, got love, oh. Giovanni Vinci versus Andre Chase. Match of the fucking night. I agree. How good was this? Phenomenal. <laughs> it Giovanni- was so fucking good. Here's what's great about this. <laughs> Giovanni Vinci is incredible in the ring. G- he has one of the best gimmicks in NXT, and it works perfectly for him. But here's what I love most about this match. Every now and then, we need a reminder that Andre Chase can work. He worked very well. He does Because he doesn't wrestle often. He does the goofy Chase University gimmicks. He dog cusses people, which makes you laugh. But sometimes when a wrestler makes you laugh a lot, you sometimes forget that, yeah, They're funny, but they're not a joke. There's a difference. You could be funny in wrestling. There's a place for comedy in wrestling. But just like comedy on a stage, it's all in timing. You can have a funny gimmick, but you got to bring it when the bell rings. But you also have to understand psychology. Psychology. With, uh, which, and, which Andre Chase does. So One of my favorite moments of the match is when he had that Giovanni down. And he started hitting him. And then he goes like, C-H-A-S-E. What's that still, Chase? You. People are like, what the hell is this? Like, he was like, I don't know why, but I thought this match was fucking 
awesome. It was awesome. Awesome. I thought it was great. I was like, how the hell, the hell does he do it? But he does it so well. He's a dick, but he puts it he, in the ring. He does what he needs to do. Even though Givenchy won, which rightfully so. I thought for a second he was going to win. I was like, he kicked out a couple of times. But I was like, it's done and he kicks out. Oh, shit. Then Givenchy hits that uh, finishing move. And then he started attacking uh, uh, poor Alonzo Chase. Nathan Frazier came up and saved the day. So probably next week, we're probably going to see Nathan Frazier against Giovanni and Vinci. Are we not? Probably. Okay. And who's going to win? Vin- Giovanni. Yeah, Vinci Frazier. <laughs> Dumb question, Giovanni. That's horrible. Sean Michaels deserves to be super kicked in the head multiple times if he goes with any other choice. But, um, and then, of course... Hey, could- but at least with Sean Michaels, you only, only has to use it, what, three times in total in the match? Not, what, 10 to 15? Exactly. So anyway, we cut to the backstage area with Diamond Mine. They're showing warming up for their match against Tony D'Angelo's family. They have a pep talk to get fired up. Once again, nah. Nah. I mean, nah. we're diamond mine forever. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's like hungry. We're hungry for success and we eat or whatever the fuck they were saying. It was weird. But anyway, um, anyway. we cut to the backstage area again with Ulisa Leon and Valentina Feroz who are talking over a tablet about their opportunity at the women's tag team championship match next week. Once again, nah. Meh, they're the jobber team. They ain't winning. Uh, and speaking, <laughs> they're the jobber team. They're not fucking winning. You can already cross off that. Take them already off the list. If they fucking win next week, <laughs> tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll give the. I'll give. The, I'll give everybody a gift. If What's they that? win the tag belts next week, mm-hmm. I promise you the shortest NXT recap in history. It'll suck, but I will make it short. Short and sweet? Yeah. You'll hate it. I promise you everybody will hate it because I'll have nothing interesting to say because the deal is in the details with me. But that's how confident I am. They're not winning this. Of course they're not. If they do win, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> It'll definitely be a top about match. But speaking of a jobber tag team, the former jobber tag team is backstage. Katana Chance and Caden Carter. And then Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley interrupt. And both teams argue who will win the women's tag team championship match next week and Electra Lopez enters and a brawl takes place. Um, one thing I did like is that uh, uh, Electra Lopez taking that shot and all of a sudden they started falling it out. I don't understand it but she was talking and all of a sudden the other person got mad and decked her. I was like, whoa, holy shit. But that was pretty good right there. Eh, I don't know why I was there but I somewhat enjoyed it. You? I mean, they're basically saying, oh, we're a best friend tag team, blah, blah, blah. I will say this though. I'd love hmm. to see Katana and Caden win it because the only other team in here is, of course, Toxic Attraction, and I don't want to see them win again. I, for the love of God, we enough. I swear, if they win it for a third time, oh that might God. also make it the shortest night, because I'm going to be so pissed, I'm not going to care about the rest of the show, because I'm already um, pissed that a lot of matches are on here. Sure. Because if they it, ever, they're not gonna win, but they do win again. I'll join you. If, if that that, I'm gonna be throwing things, and I might be intoxicated too. Oh, so, you'll, oh, so you'll drag the show out? Okay. Um, I'll drag the little shit. I'll drag the little shit out of it. Oh, oh yeah, because because when you're drunk, you never shut up. So <laughs> you very Jesus Christ! I'll be like, it'll be me keeping it short. I'm like, you I'm gonna be like, know. I'm gonna be like Zach. Look at the runtime. This is all know. fucking you. <laughs> Are you, it's like you don't care. It's like, dude, during the promo, shut up. During the match, chat your ass off. I'll come up with random subjects and just look at me, just roll your eyes. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, at least Yami I wasn't times... loud that last time, was I not? Exactly. You know how many times I've had to yell at Gator though? I'm like, Gator, there's a promo. Sorry. You're sorry, Mr. Bitchy Ready. I'm sorry. That's not safe. That's not safe. Yes, but anyway, um <laughs> gonna hurt us. Yeah. So Electra Lopez, I have no idea why the fuck she's here. Um, but yeah, so the brawl breaks out. Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley saying they're gonna win, blah blah blah. I don't see them winning either. Just there's no in my opinion, Katana and Kaden are the most deserving. They've earned it. It, it. it should go to them. But on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Indy Hartwell versus Ariana Grace. Squash. It felt that way. So do it we did. even want to call did. it that? I, did. I was like, no. I was like, I was like, no. This is suck. This is horrible. This is stupid. It was a couple of minutes out of effect. I don't know why Andy Hartwell does not have to want to finish it right now. Vinny, go ahead because I gotta go pack up up something green and grab me another brewski. Yeah. Can I say what I usually say? Yeah. No, because I'm not gonna do a God have mercy on your soul. If you were gonna say that, you should have said that during the Roxanne interview because that made me the most upset. This is just blah. It's a waste of time. Andy Hartwell got the win that's the only good thing i have to say about this um but they're they're literally they are literally wasting her talent on these stupid rivalries no it's sad so (laughs) we cut to the backstage area with von wagner and mr stone who respond to soul sequoia's challenge mr stone encourages von wagner to decline von wagner however accepts Can we get this over with, please? I understand that uh, that uh, um, Solo Sequoia and Vaughn Weiner want to beat the shit out of each other. And once again, probably going to see it next week on free TV. A three in a fucking row. Strike out. You're not putting any of these fucking matches on a pay-per-view where you can make a lot of fucking money. Hello, you dipshit fucking morons. Not, 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 not. Anybody in there? Apparently fucking not. Go ahead, Vinny. Sorry. I had to get that off my chest. You already summed it up. So, um, yeah, Von Wagner accepted, and we're going to see it for free next week. So we cut to a vignette that airs for Kiana James. James begins a slideshow about the NXT women's division. She focuses on tearing down Nikita Lyons. Okay, I want to see this happen, and I do. I just don't like when she talks. All right. No. This, no this promo, <laughs> this segment made my head hurt. <laughs> I have a headache right now remembering what the fuck happened here, okay? Uh, I am watching a woman Uh who looks exactly Uh like a teacher Uh in a porno film. Like, I I look at her face and all I'm thinking is she wants me to fuck her for better grades. That's all I'm thinking is, you know, it's like basically all I'm looking at all she's thinking is if you want to turn this F into an A, you have to F my A, that kind of shit. (laughs) That's pretty much all I'm thinking. That's exactly what this bitch looks like a teacher in a fucking porn film. This is what the fuck we're dealing with. And I'll give Zach a minute to finish laughing. Yeah. So, oh my fucking sunny asshole. But and what she's doing is she's criticizing another female wrestler for looking sexy and trying to insinuate or imply that looking sexy somehow doesn't make you a real woman. Okay. What what fantasy world do women live in where they think you can be smart and have a personality only? And think that's enough to attract a man. There's two. Who are these delusional bitches? Mormons. Okay, yeah, that's fucking Mormons. First of all, they don't believe that, because if they did, they would stop at one wife. They got fucking five or six. 
Muslim. That doesn't count. Their wives are covered. They don't even see what's underneath there. I'm trying to think. And the women don't have personalities over there because the women aren't even allowed to fucking talk unless the man gives them permission. That don't count either. The point I'm trying to make is this. Is being sexy is the first thing guys see on any woman. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how funny you are. I don't care how much of a kind heart you have. A man has to find you attractive before he gets to any of that other stuff. And notice that I said he has to find you attractive. I didn't say you had to look a certain way because everybody's attracted to different things. That's why the way you look, there's a guy out there that's attracted to that somewhere. But if the guy doesn't find you attractive, if he's not sexually attracted to you, the rest of that shit ain't gonna mean nothing. Y'all are just going to be friends. And some of you ladies are like, well, I don't mind having a lot of guy friends. Well, after a certain point, a guy gets sick and tired of having female friends that he can't fuck. At some point, like like in my life, the all those all my female friend positions have already been filled. The last thing I need is another woman who just wants to be my friend. I've got enough. The positions have been filled. I'm looking for a friend with a benefit package attached to it. That's what I'm looking for right now. So if you ain't got a benefit package, Get to stepping. I've got enough platonic female friends. That's like going to a restaurant that's looking for a chef and you go there applying to be a server. I already got 20 fucking servers. I need a chef. So if you're not, I don't care how good of a server you are. If you don't know how to cook, get the fuck out of my restaurant. How about a dishwasher? Yeah, I guess I need one of those. But that's not the point. Excuse me? That is the point. Where the heart and fucking soul of that restaurant? Thank you very much. It's a fucking metaphor, Zach. I don't literally have a restaurant, you idiot. I know. It's a point. Men, (laughs) the point is men like, men are sex, men like women who are sexy. If you happen to have a personality and a brain attached to the sexiness, that just makes you even better. But we don't notice that stuff until we first approach you and want to talk and converse with you. We say, hey, hey, beautiful, let me buy you a drink. You buy them a drink, you sit, and while you're there, you talk. And as you're talking, then you start to see, wow, girl's really smart. Oh, she's really funny. I like her. All right. This is a girl I may want to call after we fuck. You know, that's the thing. But that's what I'm saying. That too. But my point is, it's just, I hate that shit where they talk about being sexy is wrong. Because usually when a girl is getting off, is, is hating on another woman for looking sexy, it's usually because the other woman is ugly as fuck. And Kiana James is not ugly as fuck. She has no reason to cut somebody down for looking sexy because she looks sexy. If you're going to do a a thing like this, make the woman who's hating on her beauty an ugly bitch. Find somebody in the back who's not attractive that doesn't look like a sex symbol at all. Bring them out and have them do this. Like, at first it was going good because Kiana was talking about, you know, her father was a singer, her mother was a groupie. She spent most of her time being raised on a tour bus. That was perfect. She could have ended it right there. But the moment she started talking about her sexiness, that's where you fucked up. Sexy women don't should not be hating on other women for looking sexy. You already look sexy. It makes no fucking sense. Oh, how stupid can writers on. be? Um, okay. Are you feeling better now? Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Okay. Moving on. I was about to say that. Thank you. So they got a video package that airs promoting... <laughs> 
basically, <laughs> I'm just gonna breeze through this. So this won't take long unless Zach interrupts me. But this video package is like, hey Vinny, we're gonna sum up all the things that made your blood boil during this whole fucking show. Just put it all in one package. Here are all the matches <laughs> next week that should be happening at fucking Heat Wave. We're gonna put them on next week just to piss you off. Cause you don't get mad at us very often, Vinny. And the and the Boomscast <laughs> fans love it when you're angry and you're pissed and you're yelling and you're screaming and you're losing your goddamn mind. They don't want nice, rational Vinny. And we've given you too much nice, rational things. So we need to do some stuff to piss you off. So here you go, Vinny. Here's your anger package. Because apparently, AEW hasn't pissed you off much lately. So now we got to carry the load. (laughs) And thank you, NXT. Thank you. Thank you for letting the angry Vinny come out this week. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have anything else to say? Can we move on, please? Yes, but if you do that again, I'm going to drive the next segment on longer. And actually, you know, I don't have to do that to piss you off. Because we're at the main event. (laughs) Exactly. We got the main event of the evening. We got... Tony D and the D'Angelo family versus the Diamond Mine. All right, so Joe delivered shit out of this. How about you, there, boss? This right here mm-hmm. went exactly the way it was fucking supposed to. This is fucking wrestling. This is fucking working. This is the psychology. Tony D'Angelo, all he did was once again prove he's the fucking best. No matter what scenarios you put him in, no matter how many matches or segments, give him a mic, give him ring time, he fucking delivers. This is a hell of a match. Not only that, Diamond Mine fucking delivered too. You know, Tony D's got no choice but to give Diamond Mine their props. Because I didn't realize how good of a mat wrestler Tony D was until he got in this match. I knew he could scrap. I knew he could put fuckers in their place. But I didn't know that he could wrestle. Turns out he knows the difference in a waist between a wrist lock and a wrist watch. Mostly because he's got fucking gold ones on his wrist. Only the best for the Don. Yeah, you guys love to wear jewelry like a woman. First of all, we don't wear jewelry to look like women. We wear jewelry to get women. Okay? Women see the jewelry. I like you. Women see you the jewelry. The jewelry. They pull down the panties. Next thing you know, we're giving them the old bra jewel by in the back alley behind the dumpster. Yeah, half the time it's a hard time finding something. Alright, look. Don't give me don't get mad at me just because your shillelagh ain't seen some action. I fuck. That's not why we're fucking here. But anyway, well, well technically we it is why we're fucking here. Why we're raising. By the way, that's why we're raising money, as I mentioned before. Not only are we, not only, not only are we feeding them ramen noodles so we can stop eating four leaf clovers. We're also trying to get them laid so his <laughs> shillelagh can stop, can get the cobwebs off the fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? I and I ain't going near that thing with a duster because uh, hey, I don't, I, I don't go that, I ain't going that far with it. I just, I ain't doing that. Okay. Are you? Sure, that's not what I heard on the internet. Yeah, well, not everything on the internet's true. Okay, don't 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 buy anything on the fucking internet. Who who believes what they read on the fucking internet? That don't make no sense. But no, anyway. So anyway, this was a hell of a match. Also, one more thing I want to say. In addition to Tony D, the other highlight of this eight man tag, fucking Damon Kemp. I would dog. Uh, I would watch this guy in one on one matches every week on the show. This dude was fucking awesome. If this faction 
breaks up, he can fucking go places. All he needs is he needs a little work on the mic, but once he pulls that off, he can he can go solo fucking easily. Okay, Roderick Strong, we already know what he can do. The Creed brothers, they're the tag champs. But this was a night for the D'Angelo family, and I just want to fucking say I like seeing the fact that D'Angelo family is together as one, and they're getting along about fucking time. So on the one hand, I'm excited. On the other hand, Heat Wave is coming up, so I don't know if uh Santos is gonna come back. And next thing you know, we're gonna see the Legados turn on Tony. If that's the case, I may fucking vomit all over my goddamn keyboard. Uh, if that happens, but hopefully he tries to come back, tries to get them to turn, but they all just beat down on Santos and send him back in hell. Maybe call him up to the main roster. Who fucking knows, right? Uh, either way, uh, Tony's knows. doing great here. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Tony's doing great here. Santos don't need them. He can he can stand on his own two feet. You know what I'm saying? He don't, he don't, we don't need this shit. But Tony's doing real well. And in fact, if this thing with Diamond Mine goes on any longer, maybe that can be the match for war games. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, sir. Exactly. It's fucking brilliant. This is a great brilliant. fucking main event. It was stellar. Great main event. It was stellar. G- gave me, it, it gave me a reason to fucking smile when the show it was over. It gave me a reason to fucking smile. You know? I suddenly go, you, you know, know what? NXT ain't that bad you know after all. Maybe I don't need to go slapping everybody around back backstage. You know? They, they're doing some good. You know? They're making stupid mistakes, but good, you know? could be worse. They can still make mistakes. You know? You know no. It could be worse. Could be worse. It could be worse. Tony. It could be worse. The D'Angelo family could have lost tonight, and, and and that would have been the final nail and just the nail in the fucking coffee. The final nail in the coffin. Coffin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, whatever, coffin. What, what the fuck did I say? Coffin. I said coffin. All right, good. So anyway. Good. Anyway. So we cut to the parking lot, and Alundra Blaze is greeted by lot. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Tossing attacks and wanting to hand over the titles. Blaze says they will have to fight for the titles. And okay. Oh no. All right, look. I'm not Don't gonna go on a long tangent about this. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make this. I'm gonna make this short and sweet because it doesn't need to go any longer. Um, okay, there's a lot of old school shit that I enjoy. There's a lot of baby face, heel, one-on-one stuff that always works, you know? Praising the fans, shitting on sports teams. One thing that's got to go is this whole concept of just hand over the belt. See, I would be more inclined to agree with that if there was actually a time where someone said, hand me the belt, and they just went, all right, here you go. Never fucking happens. Charlotte Flair. That's booking. I'm talking about in a ring. It never happens. It never happened. Charlotte, Charlotte doesn't say that in the ring. She says that in the back office. Hand me this title, okay? Then they go out, have a match. Here's your belt. You know, go shit on our women's division some more. But this was dumb. And Blaze felt, again, everything Alundra did felt forced. It felt awkward. And the fact that her and Roxanne aren't in this fatal four-way makes it even dumber. This is this is stupid. This is not helping anybody. But anyway, that was it for NXT. Uh, Zach, how'd you feel about this? I absolutely highly enjoyed it. It is, it is almost 2.30 in the morning, but good thing is I'll not be working at 4 o'clock. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're going to do that in 24 hour, 48 hours time. I'll be on my first vacation ever. Yes. I need to. <laughs> if anybody knows how much vacation. I- and that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT. Uh, Zach, as always, I thank you for taking your time and your busy schedule to join us, and I look forward to talking to you on the next one. And despite the fact that I'll be on vacation, I will be there. I got nothing else better to do. Yeah. I'll do it. So, ladies 
ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Anchor, Spotify, Spotify, Breaker, Breaker, Google Podcast, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Be on the lookout for our uh, latest episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment with me and the Wens. It's going to drop this week. We'll be giving our predictions for WWE SummerSlam as well as talking about uh, the retirement of Vince McMahon. We're going to get into that as well. Uh, that'll be posted on the Facebook page. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Go to our YouTube channel. Check out our exclusive video content. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Um, we're hoping to uh, finish up Dark Side of the Ring during Zach's vacation. I got a couple videos I'm going to have him help me out with and the ones that he can't. I'll either do on my own or figure it out some other way. But we're going to get that content done and out there for you guys. Um, also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. The next one will be this Saturday, July the 30th for WWE SummerSlam. We're all getting together for the biggest party of the summer. And of course, we'll be doing it here in Atlanta because uh, we got pulled from StarCast. StarCast isn't happening. I know Zach's disappointed about it. Uh, we'll talk more about that on the, on the future variety show. Not the one that comes out next week, but a different one. Um, you know, the next time we get together. Who knows? We might record that variety show during Zach's vacation. We'll find that out. But either way, uh, we'll talk more about that. But just know this Saturday, we're all getting together as a team uh, for this big event. So make sure you guys come out and join us. We'll be on twitch.tv slash theboochcast. And for those who don't have Peacock, a bootleg link will be available uh, at 7 p.m. on our Twitter page. So make sure you check it out there. Also, we have our D&D show coming out as well as the Boochcast booking battle and another special project that we're working on that we're trying to get all the kinks worked out, everything finalized. But once it is, we're going to deliver it to you guys and you're going to love it. Also, make sure you guys support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. The first level is for 99 cents per month. This is for people who um, want to help out but don't have a lot of money to spend. This level is for you. It's just $1. You're not going to miss it, but it'll help us out a great deal. The second level is $4.99 per month, $5. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Everything sold to the Peacock. You got to know where to put that $9.99. So to that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into this show in some capacity. The money is used to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zach his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. Easier said than done, folks. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Boochcast. I'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, peace, baby. baby.
Well, I see by the clock on the wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.